You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. We are not uh, real bureaus because we have, a, we have a real job. I'm a graphic designer and um, that's kind of a sideline. We decided to, to create a non-alcoholic brand because in the uh, non-alcoholic world, uh, we found that there was a lack of communication and clarity about the non-alcoholic beer. Um, everyone is just rooting in small that it's an, it's an alcohol-free beer. And for us, we decided to know we want something really big and bold, something that's going to embrace the non-alcoholic beer. And we wanted to create a brand that, that we would be proud to be non-alcoholic beer. So that's why it's so, it's so big and clear that, it, that it's uh, sans alcohol. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I most certainly hope you had a great week. I most certainly have. We are now officially past the halfway mark of Vox and Hops' sober February, during which all of the content for this month is focused on having a balanced relationship with alcohol. It is a subject that I I believe is truly important and i hope that you have been enjoying these episodes as much as i have been having a balanced relationship with alcohol is something that we should all strive to do craft beer is delicious but you know too much of any good thing is a bad thing so so let's all strive to enjoy life metal and craft beer responsibly and smartly together before we jump into today's episode i'd just like to encourage you to subscribe to the vox and hops metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice if you have not already if you have something else that you could do would be to rate it or write a review because when you do that it will help other metalheads just like yourself discover the vox and hops metal podcast you have to look at these reviews as if you are shopping on Amazon. What do we do when we're shopping on Amazon? We go and we read the reviews. If the product has a bunch of great reviews, what are we going to do? We're going to buy it. It's exactly the same thing when people are perusing new podcasts to discover. What do they do? They scroll down to the review section and they want to make sure that this podcast is worth their time. So by writing a review, you could be the person that sways someone's decision to listen to the Vox and Hops Metal podcast and that would be something that I truly appreciate. Also, don't forget, you can join the Vox and Hops newsletter, which I have just launched. You can do that by going to my website, voxandhops.com. That is V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast, including any details for any episodes that I've dropped. If I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, there will also be the links to the upcoming coming live interviews at Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hangs, as well as the links to the updated Brutal Awakenings playlists, which is curated by my man, Jerry Monk himself. Do yourself a favor, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast newsletter, because I don't want you to miss a single thing. Now, on today's episode, I am with a very young brewery that I am a huge fan of, and they are perfect for Vox and Hops' Sober February because they only make non-alcoholic beers. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 233 with Jérôme and Yann of Bière Sans Alcool. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. 
Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Jérôme Gagnon and Yang Carrière from Bière Sans Alcool. How are you guys doing? We're good, thanks. Pretty good, thanks. And you? Very, very good. Uh, I uh, am a big fan of what you guys do. Very cool brewery, young brewery from here in Quebec, Montreal, Quebec region, the province of Quebec, and uh, just non-alcoholic brews. I love it. This is, uh, ha of course, happening during my sober February, so I wanted to, to reach out and to connect with uh, some breweries that I really enjoy that are just simply only doing non-alcoholic brews. You guys launched in mid-May during a pandemic i want to hear about that let's start right there let's go and see how was your glorious year your glorious launch year of 2020 um <laughs> good question um i'd say it was pretty weird uh, actually like when just before we started out we we asked ourselves do we actually want to launch the project you know we had been working on it for at least like close to a year almost a year And uh, we like the, the the pandemic just like really started, like the real crisis, you know, in March already uh, started just like a few weeks before we planned on launching. So, so yeah, the question um, uh, came to our mind: like, do we actually launch or we just abandon the whole thing? So, uh, so yeah, we just decided to to do it, and finally, uh, it's been a pretty good year because it's been some some sort of a good um, happy circumstances. Um, because like people feels like people are kind of changing changing their habits. They started to drink a lot more at home because they couldn't go to the bar anymore. Um, so yeah, that kind of played in our favor on that side. So so we're glad that we actually uh, did launch the project. That is very true. That a lot of people myself included uh you know when the pandemic hit i was very concerned about my my local craft beer scene so i was pushing all my listeners i myself i was supporting as much local beer as i could which also led me to drinking a lot more local beer <laughs> in the confines of my house. And it's always nice to have a nice non-alcoholic beer to balance things out. So, so let's talk exactly about your first beers. Let's go right there. Do you remember the very first beer that you guys ever had? First beer. I, I, for me, I think it, it wasn't a beer. It was a, I was really young. And I think it was, a, you know, a, an alcoholic, alcoholic drink, the Tornade. Oh, yes. It was kind of a really cheap alcohol, uh, berry, kind of berry-tasting uh, malt alcohol. <laughs> And, uh, oh, yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. But I remember that uh, Cheval Blanc was one of, of my favorite beer when I began to, to drink um I, i was really in love with the the white uh, east beer absolutely and uh most of my listeners def definitely know that i went down the dark tunnel of tornado tornad beer <laughs> when i was in my late high school that was exactly and and the berry was my poison of choice as well how about you jerome uh <laughs> i'm pretty sure I, i went through that avenue too but um Yeah, I'd say for a real beer, uh, I guess it was like almost every teenager out there. I just had probably something like a, a Molson Dry or Molson X or Labat Blur or something like that, you know. <laughs> as far as I can remember. What, what would have been the beer that opened your eyes to more? Uh, Cheval Blanc was Yans. How, what was hmm. your beer that opened up your eyes? Uh, I think it must have been like um, Fin du Monde. Or something like among those lines in like 
mid uh, the mid uh, 2000s, you know, like around 2005 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a heavy one. It was it was always a mistake to to open the second one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time, every single time. <laughs> I was of course drawn to to Unibrew products because of their super metal labels. I love them. I love them to this day. Mm, yeah. And uh, dangerous nine percent ABV brews. You guys don't mess with that though. You guys dance around the zero point five percent ABV. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's uh, let's let's drink a beer together. Let's let's see what what we got going on. What what do you guys want to drink tonight i have them all here so i'll let you guys choose um we should start with the the ipa right joe yeah i guess so perfect perfect which is the first one that you guys came out on market which i think is interesting excellent excellent it looks cool i want i saw it and i wanted to try it so so let's crack these open let's pour these out and i want i'm very curious as to why this was the first beer. Why did you choose this one to be the introduction to the Quebec market? But at the beginning, we we decided to to make an IP because it was the the safe choice to begin. Because everyone wanted the IPA, and uh, when you you when you brew a non-alcoholic beer, IPA is a good way to balance all the the thing that that that's missing because the alcohol is not there. So with the houblon um, and the uh, the amertume, um, you're able to to give a little bit of more body for the beer because the alcohol give a, a, a really big body when uh, when you have it, and when you don't, you really feel that something is missing. So that's why with the IPA, it's a little bit easier to to balance everything. So that what that's why we decided to start with the with the safe shot. Hello, do you agree with that, Jerome? Yeah, I do, I do. You guys open up yours. I'm going to smell this one. It smells right. It smells light. It smells uh, bitter. Cheers, aren't they? Cheers. It's nice. It's got a good uh, hop profile. It's uh, It feels like a beer, which a lot of you know, non-alcoholic beers don't anymore. It feels something strange, like a, a, a hybrid of something, which is, uh, this one definitely feels like a beer. Cheers, Jan. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. And like uh, the name is, is saying, it's a IPA dose, so it's a soft IPA. We decided to to, to craft a beer with uh, with the soft uh, bitterness. We, we don't want something, we didn't want something really hard to, uh, to drink. And um, that's why we decided to make something really smooth and easy to drink. Very, very cool. Maybe Jérôme, you can... Uh... Yeah, that's pretty much the story behind it. I think we, we felt like the other um, non-alcoholic IPAs on the, the market were pretty bitter. And that's, that's when the, 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 hops, um, the hops profile or taste really like splits with the rest of the, the, with the, the body of the beer, let's say. So, so that that's why we, we took that direction actually. Excellent. And what what did you play with to get it there? Is it just the right hop combinations, um, the way you hopped it? What what made it so much softer than the other ones on the market here? Honestly, I think it's just that we don't put as much ups as other brands. It's really that simple. Uh, let's go back in time. I want to hear your whole brewer stories. So how did you guys end up becoming brewers? Let's start with you, Jan. We are not uh, real brewers because we have, a, we have a real job. I'm a graphic designer, and um, that's kind of a sideline. We decided to, to create a non-alcoholic brand because in the uh, non-alcoholic world, uh, we found that there was a lack of 
communication and clarity about the non-alcoholic beer. Um, everyone is just wrote in small that it's an, it's an alcohol-free beer. And for us, we decided to know we want something really big and bold, something that's going to embrace the non-alcoholic beer. And we wanted to create a brand that, that we would be proud to be non-alcoholic beer. So that's why it's so... It's so big and clear that, it, that it's uh, sans alcohol. It, that's why we decided to jump into that, that, uh, that business and to create that and to, uh, to brew non-alcoholic beer. Uh, that's, that's how I'll start the, the thing with Jerome and his brother, uh, Philippe. Interesting, interesting. And you, Jerome, uh, your brewer story, are you someone that brewed beer before owning a non-alcoholic brewery? I, I uh, own brewed a lot with uh, with my ex um, colloquian uh, friends, and um, but it's been some some like some years ago. But uh, yeah, uh, Philip, my brother, which was also in the in the business, uh, has been a beer geek for a very long time, and it's pretty deep the deep down the rabbit hole, let's say. So um, so yeah, that all started out. With him, like telling me we should do something about it. Like the, the there's not that much good stuff in the market. There's there's some there's some space. And personally, I I was also um, coming to to a place in my life where I really like reduced my uh, own consumption. So um, and that's that's something I also witnessed around me around me. Like my friends are also reducing um, the, the the alcohol they they're drinking. So, uh, so yeah, so basically we're not really like brewers, we're, we're contract brewing, we're creating our recipes with a good uh, friend of mine who's going to actually um, release his own uh, brewery soon. Um, so, so yeah, that's how, that's how we do it right now. Excellent. Next is contract brewing. Anyone doesn't know is you guys come with your recipe, you give it to another brewery, and they brew your beer for you, which which is an excellent way to start out. But it it has its its ups and downs, yeah. as, as I've discussed on other podcast's <laughs> before. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Now, exactly, exactly. Let's dive into what is a non-alcoholic beer. How do you make a non-alcoholic beer versus a beer, a standard beer with alcohol? What, what is the secret? Um, I don't think there's like much of a secret to it. Uh, by that, I mean that uh, like the techniques are all pretty well known. At least in the the beer the beer industry itself, I don't know about your uh, followers, but um, but I guess I'd say it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty standard process actually. 
Um, it's, it's just that you, you, you're going to stop fermentation earlier than you would do with a normal beer. Uh, the, the, like the fermenting temperatures and stuff like that are different, but the, like the grain bill, the malts used are pretty close to a normal beer. Uh, you can use some um, some like special yeast, like uh, low um, fermentation yeast and stuff like that. But um, I think it all comes down to to your also to your personal taste. Like we had a vision from the start, we had a vision of what we wanted to target with uh, with those beers, actually. And I think so far it's it's uh, it's been pretty well uh, translated to reality, like what we had in mind. So. So yeah, I guess I guess uh, like some other companies, as as we said before, like kind of targeted the more bitter kind of IPAs and stuff like that, and I, it feels like it works well for them. We wanted to do something a bit different on that side of things, and we also wanted to do something different in terms of branding and communications and uh, graphic design because we come from that field. Um, so so yeah, I think I think it all like sticks together and in, in in the way that we want to do some things differently, you know, generally speaking. Which is why breweries work nowadays. All the hype breweries have good product, good visual, and a good concept behind it. So so mm. this is why Bière Sans Alcool is working so well in eight months. Um, what is the difference now? I've seen I've been dancing around with a bunch of um, low ABV beers recently, non-alcoholic, and then I've been seeing these. What is the difference between a, a non-alcoholic zero point five percent versus the de-alcoholized? Mm. What what in the process of making the beer? Uh, how we we are creating our beer is because we we're gonna stop the fermentation, like Jérôme said. Um, about 0.2-0.3% and then uh, with the special technique we really stop the fermentation in the, the can so they will never have alcohol in it but um, some uh, brewery that have a lot of money have some kind of filter and uh, something that we call osmose inversé that can really um, take out the alcohol of the beer so those projects are a little bit different because they have um, all the time that they, the beer have a lot of time into the fermentation uh, tanks. So the aroma and the subtlety of, of, of the beer is a little bit more present because um, the yeast and everything is, uh, is together for a more long period of time. And then after that, if your beer have a, a bigger percent of alcohol, a higher percent of alcohol, you can just take it out with those kind of filter but we don't have that technology because it's it's something really really expensive, um, so that's why some beer can have that zero point zero, and we have that zero. We're almost zero point two point three, um, but we rolled zero point five because it's the uh, it's, it's the way to roll it. But uh, yeah, it's it's like the legal appellation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. It's yeah. like under zero point five. It's like the way you gotta you gotta write it unless you're really like dealkalized or. Alcohol-free, I think, is also a different way of saying it. We, we could not say alcohol-free, I think. We have to say non-alcoholic. Because there's still a little yeah. micro-trace. Yeah, it's not de yeah. 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 I, I've spoken to some people, and sometimes if they don't keep the beers cold, it will re-ferment in the can and bring up the ABV, and that's is that something that can happen? Um, with our beers, it should not, but yeah, that's some kind of a horror story that happened to a lot of other brands in the last uh, two years, so I think a lot of people um, um, learned that the hard way, but, uh, but yeah, 
like there's a there's a in the process there's a pasteurization that happens at some time and uh, that uh, that prevents that from happening I, i cannot say it would never happen but like the chances are pretty pretty thin to happen excellent we need we need more craft beer stores to keep their cold beer yeah all yeah. the time it's nice to have a big selection but but i want it to be cold and the brews deserve to be cold yeah <laughs> uh, let's talk about the local scene um Of course, when I think of non-alcoholic beer, the first one that pops to mind is uh, Le Bacale. They they make yeah. well, they are probably the first ones making some killer craft non-alcoholic brews. Was there some inspiration there? Is that someone that you you definitely drank and thought that hmm, this is a good idea? Yeah, sure. They definitely have like took the, the first uh, first spot, let's say, for a couple of years already. So they were, they really really were uh, some kind of a model for us, like. Uh, They're, they're pioneers yeah. in that field in, in Quebec at least. So so yeah, so it, it definitely was part of the inspiration. But still we wanted to do like different kind of flavors than them and, and target a different audience too. So, uh, so yeah. Awesome. Um, how about in the world? Uh, I've had the pleasure of drinking a few non-alcoholic brews from around the globe, McKellar notably, and, um, and Brewdog. From from the UK and from the states, both killer killer non-alcoholic brews. What would be some of the the worldwide non-alcoholic brews that you would say are the best out there? I think Mikeller was a was a big inspiration for us. The, their their projects are really really good, and uh, they're they're well made. It, it, it's really feel like a craft beer, and their their design is is really nice. The the cans and everything are really beautiful. So yeah. It, It was a kind of inspiration for us, and it was a goal to 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 be as good as them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I do think it's an also another like Le Bacale still makes alcoholic beers too. Yeah, you guys just went non-alcoholic, and I love that. Mm -hmm. I love having a vision and a plan. Uh, <laughs> you guys have some other beers also interesting. We have the the first one that came out after this IPA was the the Tropical Sour. Yeah. Which is also yep. very, very interesting. Nice uh, sour kick to it, uh, tropical vibes. In this one, though, you're you're playing with with natural flavors. Talk talk me through that. Explain this beer to people. What what the difference is from the IPA to going there? Uh, well, it's actually a to totally different taste. Obviously, it's not like it's not on in the hops. It's it's really more on the the tart feeling. So again, we thought it was some kind of lacking on the market right now to have a, a good sour beer. We Same thing for the IPA. Like we wanted to do something easy to drink. We didn't want it to be like so tart that you you're just like you know gritting your teeth. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we we tried to to target that that like sweet spot of uh, tartness and uh, just good good feeling, good vibes, you know. And we we love we launched that beer uh, into the summer last mm -hmm. summer. So we really wanted something that feels summer and uh, something that's going to be easy to drink at the the park. And uh, something something fun and uh, really that remains remember you the the sun and, and good times. So that's why we created that 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 drink that that tastes a little bit more tropical taste uh, of peach and something uh, around that. Yeah, and delicious. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's talk about using the natural flavors uh, with everything that's coming in the world of craft beer. Uh, 
the 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 year of the seltzer is upon us and and i know that that they play with natural flavors is that the same type of ingredients that you guys are using um hard to tell honestly like uh, i'm not sure like exactly what you are referring to but um but yeah like natural flavors are basically uh concentrated flavors from fruits um so in a way it really helps us to to make a a product that is stable first and uh, also that really brings the flavors that we we want to reach with that um with the raspberry we really wanted to use like raspberries so it's pretty different yes but it's still among, among the same you know same same kind of lines but um but yeah that's pretty much it excellent uh when you when you brew a uh, non-alcoholic beer you need to have less sugar uh, than possible yes so if we put a lot of real fruit into the the mix uh we will we will rise the level of sugar and sugar is alcohol exactly so we want less sugar possible for our beer so that's why it's kind of really tricky when we develop a beer because we need to um to think about all those things to have a really low uh, profile of sugar and uh, and for the fermentation and everything like that so that's why we decided to go with that that technique for uh, for those beer very smart uh let's talk about the future of Pierre Sans Alcool. What other styles, if you could just come up with, I don't know if you have anything actually in the works that you can unveil, but you guys have done some sours, you've done the IPAs. What, where else would you like to take the brand in the future? Uh, we are releasing soon a Ford flavor. Uh, it's going to be uh, like a Czech Pilsner. Nice. Which is pretty trendy uh, in, the, in the, the beer world, let's say, in the last uh, one or two years. Um, so yeah, we wanted to do something more classic because right now we would just release, as you know, like two uh, fruity sours. So we didn't want to be like categorized as the fruity beers company. We don't want to do only that. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go towards the Pilsner, something easy to drink for the summer, something fun and light. And, uh, we try to give it a special touch. We hope, uh, we're hoping people are going to like it. Um, And uh, I think like more long term, we want to release uh, like a, some sort of a, a, like a new series, let's say, even more like uh, craft or more niche. Um, we don't know if it's going to happen this year because uh, we we're already like releasing four SKUs in under like nine or 10 months. So that's already a lot of work for us. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can have that that uh, second series by the end of 2021. That's very, very exciting. I love it. I love it. And, and Czech Pilsner is, is the way to go. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> very excited. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Vox and Hops, so we have to talk about metal. When, when I hit you guys up about this, you were like, well, you know, we're not really the biggest metal heads, but everyone has that <laughs> one metal story. So uh, if you guys have ever listened to metal, what bands would that be? And even if it was a long time ago. Okay, um, I think that I never really listen metal, um, but uh, the uh, when my when I was in high school and still right now, uh, I was uh, listening a lot of. I know it's not metal, but I was listening a lot of System of a Down and Corn and uh, those kind of band that was really popular uh, uh, into the late uh, maybe twenties uh, oh five or something like that. And um, yeah, so Stemma Fadan was a big thing for me uh, when I was at the high school. 
Excellent. And there's no shame. I am a new metal child. I, I totally grew up on Corn and System of a Down. And I was very excited when they released those two new songs last year, late last year. So, so no shame, Yan. And it, it absolutely is metal. Metal is a huge umbrella that covers many different genres. So, so no shame. So, so you are a mini metalhead, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> But System of a Down is, is, is a punk band, right? No, no. They're, they're definitely in no? the, the metal okay. uh, umbrella. They have like 10 seas of punk but they're, they're, they're definitely firmly planted in the world of metal in my oh, perfect opinion. so <laughs> how about you Jean? so i love metal <laughs> uh, i'd say like my very first experience with metal must have been like uh with um rage against the machine it's some some sort of metal is it of course yes yeah it's got some groove to it it's heavy it's angsty there there's there's aggression it is still pretty good actually <laughs> once in a, once in a year we just like Uh, listen to the whole album with my friends kind of a tradition but um but yeah like you know in some kind of a, another life i had a, a metal progressive band like uh, no. over 10 years ago it was called state of the art we did uh, we did a lot of shows and during that time i was like 17 or 18 and um it was like a, a bit um, influenced by uh, like dream theater kind of bands you mm -hmm. know I'm sure you know So, uh, so yeah, that we were in that uh, in that scene, let's say. But that's really like I love it. behind me right now. But uh, <laughs> a different life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what instrument did you play? I was uh, singing actually. Oh yes, <laughs> all, all clean vocals. Yeah, all clean vocals. I was trying at the time that like the the, the hardcore uh, metal hardcore. Uh, screamo, uh, name it. Uh, trends were really, uh, were uh, really big. So I, uh, I kind of started screaming at some point, but it was uh, like almost impossible to switch between clean and and screaming. So yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a very, very hard task that not many people can can accomplish. Uh, were you a proficient singer? Did you did you have pipes? And do you still sing? Uh, you mean today? Uh, I don't really, uh, I don't really sing anymore. But I had a like a, until a few years ago, I had a band uh, with uh, called Horloge. Oh, very cool! In French, and uh, we were doing like um, uh, folk, like some kind of folk prog. Yeah, I'd say Quebecois, cool. a bit like Armandium, or yeah. But uh, today, I don't do music anymore. Really, I don't have time for that, unfortunately. <laughs> Beer has taken yeah, over. Yeah, you have, a, you have a really nice voice. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, very cool. And Harmonium rocks. I love them. Totally love them. <laughs> um, let's wrap this up with, with a, a classic wrap-up question at this point. Uh, it probably doesn't happen to you guys very often at all because you guys brew non-alcoholic brew, but every once in a while, it happens to everyone. Uh, what are your hangover cures? Um, for me, it's a brunch, a morning brunch. So I'm going to a, a brunch, a, a, a restaurant that that you can have like the constructor brunch, like uh, <laughs> two eggs, bacon, ham, croton, a pancake, a toast. I really need that, and I'm 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 not a coffee drinker. I never drink coffee, but when I'm hangover, I take a coffee. And um, that's kind of, it's, it starts me a little bit better, but uh, after that, I, I just take pills and drink a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, Jerome? Uh, my answer is going to be very boring, but it's uh, basically morning and uh, Gatorade. 
<laughs> I've, heard, I've definitely heard that one, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Jerome Yen, thank you so, so much for taking the time talking about your life, uh, your excellent non-alcoholic beers, and a little thank bit about much. metal. <laughs> but um, I'm a big fan. I like what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm excited to see where 2021 takes you guys. If anyone here in Quebec is looking for a nice alternative to craft beer and need to uh, some balance in their life, uh, Bière Sans Alcohol is the beer for you. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thanks very much, Matt. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. What a great chat. Uh, I am truly a big fan of this brewery uh, throughout this month where I am not drinking alcohol. I have enjoyed a bunch of non-alcoholic craft beer, and I must say that Bière Sans Alcohol are up there with the best of them here in Quebec. To think that they you know, are less than a year old and they're already just putting out stellar products on the Quebec craft beer market is something that is truly inspiring. I am very excited to see where they go next, what they're going to do. I've seen that, as they mentioned, they're dropping a Crispy Boy, a Czech Lager. That is just about to drop here in Quebec right now, so I'm definitely going to get my hands on that and enjoy a nice Crispy Boy without any consequences of any alcohol. I am looking forward to that. So so if you can get your hands on some bière sans alcohol, I strongly encourage you to do so because I love their products. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, you should also take the time to rate it and write a review because when you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops podcast. Don't forget, I have also just launched the Vox and Hops Metal Podcasts newsletter. You can sign up to that on my website, voxandhops.com. That is V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast throughout the past week. And I strongly encourage you to do that because uh, there's a lot of cool things going on and I don't want you to miss a single thing. I hope you have a glorious weekend. I am looking forward to relaxing with my family, getting out into the frozen world of Quebec the way it is here in Montreal right now. It's getting cold, but I love it. We go outside. We're sliding down the hill. It's it's super fun. So, so I hope that you guys have a great weekend. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I will be back next week with yet again three episodes. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>